Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Well, hello, welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me. I want to say this morning, but maybe it isn't morning where you are. And by the time you're listening to this, at any rate, hello. Today, I want to talk about losing friends and family squabbles. And it sounds like quite the uplifting topic, doesn't it? But I hope by the time you're finished, you'll be encouraged. One of the surprising effects of this past year's craziness is how many families have had fallings out with their extended family members. And of course, you know, family squabbles are not totally new by any means, but something this year has made it easier for old friendships to crumple under pressure. And of all times, too, when you would think people would want to stick together. And I know I've talked to many people who have had falling outs in their extended families over this stuff. You may have old friends who've written you off over the mask issue or won't be friends with anyone who voted for Trump. Your aunt won't let you visit your grandma, even though grandma isn't worried about getting the virus. Your sister won't come to family dinners because of your conservative politics. So how do you process a family squabble over masking up of all things? How do you process an old friend unfriending you because you put up something on Facebook that she didn't agree with? Every situation is going to be different, obviously, but here are a few principles to just help us navigate this like Christian women. Like we believe that God is over all and he's given us clear instructions in his word in how we are to live. And so let's look at a few verses in Romans 12. First, starting with verse 9, I'll read a few and make some comments and just going to read all the way to verse 21. But starting with verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. There's a lot here, and I'm not changing the subject, but I'm going to glean some principles from these verses that apply to, to this situation. First of all, let love be without hypocrisy. We want to be true blue as far as is possible with us. And all these things cover, you know, a lot of the waterfront. So, we want to hate what God hates, that abhor what is evil. God determines what is evil. Our government does not determine what is evil. And God does. So we hate what God hates. And that's what it means to abhor evil. So in a sense, yep, we're haters because we hate sin. We hate evil. We hate what God hates. We abhor evil. What is evil? But God has told us in his word what is evil. It's not our arbitrary government officials who declare what's evil and what's good. It's not our Supreme Court who declares what is evil and what is good. It's God overall, our maker, our creator. He has spoken and he has made it very clear what is evil and what is good. So if we are his and we are, then we, we walk in the light. We abhor what he abhors and we love what he loves. 
So you need to hang on tight to what is good. And just because you disagree over the efficacy of a mask in certain situations, for instance, it doesn't mean that God wants you to go to the mat every time over it with your Aunt Susie. (laughs) Okay? You know, is it really worth it? Especially since she lives on the other side of the country. But what if she lives right here in town and she won't come to dinner? Well, then quietly defer, cheerfully defer. Just say, you know, I know we don't see eye to eye on this, but let's just not argue about it. That's deference. Don't sweat it. There are really bigger things to throw down on right now. So cheerfully disagree. Be patient. Show honor to your friends who differ with you. And by defer, I certainly don't mean, I don't believe this is what the text means, is to give up your principles. No, it means deferring as far as the argument and the conversation goes. You know, just, you know, Aunt Susie, I've known you and loved you for many years. Let's not have a quarrel over this. That's what I mean. And she may say, no, I absolutely am going to quarrel over this and just say, okay, well, blessings to you. And I'm done with the conversation. Then starting with verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless. Do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And do not be wise in your own opinion. All right, so what if you are being persecuted by family members over all this? And I know many of you are in hot water over it. So bless them. Don't curse them. Be humble. Do what you know is right and don't gloat about how wise you are and how foolish they are being. Do you see what I mean? It's a demeanor. Doesn't mean you change your mind. It means you change your attitude toward them, your demeanor toward them, that you are characterized by these by these principles, that you are humble and you're not wise in your own opinions. You know who is wise and you're following him. Then moving on, verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. In other words, don't pick fights. As far as it depends on you, stay in peace. If your neighbor has a BLM sign in their front yard, smile and say hi. If the cafe has a BLM sign in the window, feel free to get your coffee elsewhere. It is up to you. Don't take vengeance on the folks who sneer at you or yell at you at the grocery store for not masking up. Let God sort that out. And if you're wronged, God is going to take care of that. He's the only one who can be trusted to repay. And remember, you've been forgiven. And so many people, it's, they're wearing on their faces signs of fear, signs of confusion. So have pity on them. And I would add signs of guilt. And so remember, you have been forgiven and you should live and act with pity toward these people who are laboring under such a heavy load, load of guilt. And then moving on, verse 20, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. 
Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So basically, don't be quarrelsome. Don't pick fights unless you really have a godly objective in mind. And even then, there's no need to stir up trouble unnecessarily. Is it really important that you have this argument with a stranger in the grocery store over the vaccine? You know, really? Uh, Cheerfully disagree. And if you can't do that, then just stay out of the argument. Be kind and affectionate. Disagree while giving preference to the one with whom you disagree. Right? So you're treating them with courtesy, with kindness, and you're not getting yourself all wound up over this. Look for ways to demonstrate that you love your friend or your family member, ways that are not tied to political views, right? Don't be wise in your own opinion, you know, boasting and bragging and making fun of people. Listen, be patient, and as far as is possible with you, be at peace with all men. Okay, sometimes, try as we might, we can't be at peace with all men. Sometimes it isn't up to you. They are not cheerful. They are not deferential. They're belligerent. They're hostile. They're unfriendly. They're confrontational. They act superior. They are wise in their own eyes and they don't listen to you. So there you are. So first, don't react. Don't get frustrated. Stay calm in the conversation. This means you have to ask, be sending up SOS prayers. All right. Lord, help me to stay calm. Help me to stay cheerful. When I'm getting blasted by my, my cousin or my aunt or my, some stranger, if they unfriend you on Facebook, then make sure you have nothing on your conscience, nothing you need to apologize for. And if you did lose your temper, if you did say something unkind, well, you know what to do. You need to go back and seek their forgiveness and name the sin. Don't just say, well, it will blow over. It's like, no, you're the Christian in this conversation. You have to act like one. Uh, don't return evil for evil. Oh, yeah? You say that? Well, so, <laughs> no, stay out of that kind of controversy. If they post something ridiculous on Facebook, you are not required to respond, all right? You could message them privately, but I'd say be careful here because I've seen this go sideways also with uh, women I've talked to. But you could say, I'd love to talk with you privately about this. But no pressure if you would rather not. So if they say no thanks, then move on. If they say, yeah, let's do this, then proceed with caution. Be wise, careful, um, measure your words, and so forth. At the same time, do not sin against God just to please your family member or your friend. Matthew Henry said, quote, We may never sin against God in compliment to the best friend we have in the world. No, you will not agree with something that is sinful. And Thomas Watson said, if our dear friends lie in the way to heaven, we must leap over them or tread upon them, right? So as much as you love your friend, your family member, you may not choose to compromise over sin so you can keep their friendship. You are charged to keep your friendship with God. And he doesn't smile on it when you compromise your faith and your convictions just to keep a friendship. So when it comes to the big issues, do not compromise. Don't sin, as I said, to stay in your friend's good opinion. Absolutely not. Don't apologize for marching for life. 
Don't apologize for not waving a rainbow flag. Rather say goodbye to your friends over such things as that. But if they're the ones who say the hard words and refuse to be friends anymore because you differ over wearing masks, etc., then let them go. And don't try to chase them down the street. Let them go and wait till this blows over. They may be back. And you want them to find you just as you were before. And you haven't changed. You're still there. You're still willing to talk. You have not slammed the door in their face. If they want to come, maybe they really have questions now. Maybe things haven't fallen out the way they had hoped or expected. And now they want to come back. Don't be hard-hearted at that point. You want to say, no, of course I'd be willing to talk. Now, I've been using the mask as an example here, but things like this happen over many, many issues, both big and trivial. So, stay true to the Lord. Be sure you have a clear conscience, as in you didn't get angry or say unkind things. Pray for them. If you see them, smile and say hello. Be cordial. Be kind. That's what God wants us to do. So, all of this is going to require grace and conviction and courage, and you know where to go to get those things. And so, ask God to give you a spirit that is wise so you can see what's happening and see what you're being tempted to be drawn into. Ask Him for wisdom. Don't react. Pray about it. Pray over your words. Pray for these people. So, I hope you're encouraged. Don't be surprised when these things happen. This is just part of the package right now. And God is giving us opportunities to be really identified in many ways in our culture as people who are not afraid, who are not panicked. So use your opportunities to His glory. Thank you so much for joining me today. 